Hello everyone, I am Mirta Hurtado Rivas. No VIPs or rock stars, just simple people sharing their life stories to trigger discussions around important topics or simply to inspire us to embrace challenges ourselves. Welcome to Leaderching. Hello everyone and welcome to another episode of Leaderching. My guest today is Alejandra Gonzalez. She's a student um, of law and journalism. Hi, Alejandra. How are you? Hello. Hello, everyone who is listening to this episode. It's my honor to be here. I was so excited about the invitation that I was a little bit nervous, but looking <laughs> forward to answering all the questions you have. Excellent. And for our listeners, if um, don't get um, confused, um, I call Alejandra sometimes Ale because that's her short name. So um, I may be using both names. So it's still same person. <laughs> <laughs> yes. So Ale, um, I, you know, as you know, in leadership, we always try to talk a little bit about how we picked our studies, um, what our interests are and what influenced us there. And even though you are very young and still are a student, I was yes. wondering if you could share with us what drove you to pick actually two um, you know, faculties, the one of law and the one of journalism. Okay, um, I'm going to tell you the story of my, of my selection of of careers. It was actually in my third, in my last year of high school, when I was in, in my classroom, like another day, and I had a subject that was called journalism. And I really enjoyed that subject. But before that, I had always been like, um, I'm going to study law like my, like my parents, because I really find interesting the thing about intellectual property I that was always my my career that was my plan that was my my life I was prepared to do that but in my last year of high school I met a teacher that was a amazing an amazing teacher she gave me all all the tools that I needed to to find my talents let's say let's say like that so she introduced me to this world of communications and writing news and finding stories and telling stories that I found a new passion and I decided to combine journalism and law in, in one year. It was a sudden decision, but I'm so proud of that nowadays because it, now I have found my passion with communications. I also love law school, like it's another of my passions, but I have found my place in communications. Excellent. Um, you just mentioned both of your parents are lawyers and they're active in the intellectual property field. When you think about intellectual property, what is it that that field means to you? What is it that interests you in that specific area? I think what interests me is the innovation in the area is mm -hmm. one of the areas in, in laws that is constantly changing, constantly and in evolution. I think that is what calls me the most about intellectual property. Um, also the creative process, the, the whole process of like in marketing uh, 
how how do you say marca um, a trademark mm -hmm. I think I found that whole process really interesting and I have really been close to that to that experience let's say because I have worked with my mother and I have been really close with the work of my father so I really find it really interesting excellent thank you for sharing that now you know um i'm always trying to understand like you know me being a bit older than you are already <laughs> and trying to figure out you know what actually young people our days are looking for right and i'm sure you've heard a lot of debates about your generation and and and, and how, how much it is difficult for you um, because there is so many things that are accessible that weren't accessible during my time because of technology and so on. And you mentioned innovation, you mentioned continuous change. When you think about change, is change something that intimidates you, that gives you a little bit of concern or fear? Or, or do you have the feeling that you're very comfortable with, with change? I can say I'm 100% comfortable with change because I find it really exciting. I constantly <laughs> seek it all the time. I love doing new things. I love trying new things. I, I have to admit, it sometimes it's a little bit difficult for me to step out of my comfort zone. But I'm always trying to push my boundaries and learn new things. And I don't know, know a little bit of everything. I think the, the challenge with my generation or the thing with my generation is that we are not so afraid of doing things that scare us because mm -hmm. we know that evolution is not a bad thing, that things can change like one day to another. The, the, the changes that are, are occurring right now are really quick. Mm -hmm. Every day you see a new thing. Every day you have to learn about everything. And I love the thing about my generation that we are open to those changes. We are not, um, we are not close to learn new things. We are not close to hear new opinions or new forms of lifestyles, because I think we always wanted that in in society. Excellent. That's that's really interesting. You know, because I think that at least my experience is, and I, I am very similar to you, like from, from, from probably your age, I was always very curious and I always wanted yes. to, to see new stuff. Like, is there something else I can learn? Is there, you know, is there a new acquaintance I can make? Can I travel somewhere? Can we experience something different, right? So I've always been very, very curious, but I also have the feeling that at the same time, there is a lot of people who are concerned about this quick change and about not being able to follow. And you just mentioned something that's really important. You also mentioned, you know, society and how things are evolving there. I know that you are quite active also in, in social activities. What is it that drives you there? What, why is it that you do it? In social media or in social interactions? In social interactions, and I know that you are also kind of, you know, um, you also have, um, how would I say, you also try to help others indirectly. You're, you're also very interested in social welfare and, you know, equality yes. and those things. And, and yeah. I was wondering if you could share with us also that component a little bit, because it's, a, you know, on one hand, 
you you have picked two very challenging careers. Um, you've been inspired by your family. You just told us about your curiosity, but you also have this other side of you, which is kind of focused on also on this helping others. And I was wondering if you could share where this yes. comes from. Okay. Um, I think I always talk about is privilege. For me, mm -hmm. that word is really important to know of to every young, um, young person in these days. Because I am aware that I come from a background that is very privileged. I had the opportunity to study in a good school I have the opportunity to be able to study two careers at the same time. And I have the support of my parents and the support of my family, of my friends. And I, and in my country, in Paraguay, things are really, really, really bad in terms of um, classism and, and poverty. And I think in my place, I have the, I have the opportunity to talk for the people that don't have a voice in my community. So I always try to give my audience, let's say, because I'm not an influencer in social media, but I try to, to do my best and to always share information that can, be, that can be helpful to others because I know that the people that follow me, and let's be honest, are not probably aware of the privilege that they have. I remember a time when I was like in a, in a party, let's say, and I was talking to someone, it was a, a good conversation, but when I popped the word privilege, the other person reacted totally in, in awe. He, he wasn't aware of their privilege, let's say. And I was like, no, of course, all the things you do are marital. Like they, they come from your work, from your, from your strength and whatever, but you have to be aware of the privilege you have and you have to use that to teach others, to be an inspiration for, for others, to be the voice that they need in the, in the community, in the society, because you can do that. And I think if you have that power, let's say, you can't be blind to it. You have to take action. And taking action is a, is a work that you can do every day in small things and also in, in bigger things. But I think, but I think starting is the, is the important, the important place to be. I think I like, there is two elements that particularly resonate with me. And the one thing that, that I would like to highlight for everyone listening to us is, is really that you are another person as many others that we have talked to that really puts the focus on our own actions, right? On starting by doing things ourselves and not by simply waiting and expecting others to make things better or for others to influence or change things um, the way we want. So I like the aspect that it has to do with oneself, right? We ourselves have to hold ourselves accountable for yes. things that we can do in the small and in the big, right? So I, I like that very much. And the other thing is that I think um, privilege, obviously, in the discussion around it is a little bit sometimes already when you start talking about it, some people start rolling their eyes because they have heard so much about it during the last couple of years. Yes, totally. But they feel that it's like an old story, right? Like it's like, mm -hmm. it's like a broken record. You're always talking about the same 
and sure. and yes. we are always kind of digging into the same and and why I like the fact that you as a such a young person that is in the midst of her studies raises to this topic is that it is really easy to forget that one is privileged right so um, and it's in particularly easy I think in times where we are all facing difficulties right because when we are all facing difficulties we're very focused on our own problems right why is the restrictions because of the pandemic the economy is not going well you know people are losing their jobs so economic crisis and so on so when this happens it's very difficult for oneself to sometimes realize that even though we may be facing problems there is people that just by the circumstances they live in they were brought into this world start at the lower level of the stairs than us right so we may already be stepping up somewhere just by the mere fact as to the families that we were brought up in and i think for me it's really good to hear from you that despite the current situation at the global scale with the pandemic you still believe that this is a very important topic yes of course to me it's really important to remember i had to rem to remind myself every day that i'm doing what i'm doing because i want to change something i think that is people say no you are you are just a dreamer you you have very big dreams you may be disappointed no. but i'm i'm aware of that and i know that me being a dreamer can take me places and can help people so i don't plan to stop thinking like this or or i don't try to to manage myself so people can feel more comfortable i like to to speak on things that make people commonly uncomfortable because you know if you bring <laughs> those conversations into the table people are like no we don't have to talk about politics we don't have to talk about this we don't have to talk about this but i'm like no we have to talk about this <laughs> in my family that is really common because They always know you're an instigator, Alec. You have to stop. Can we have a peace for a moment? And I'm like, no, we have to talk about this. And I teach my my little siblings and I teach my brother. We we are all females in my family. Um, but I have one little brother and he is like my mission. Every day I'm telling him all the things you can you can know about feminism and how is how we need that and all the problems that women face because he is in a family that is female predominant. So he has to know, like it's, it's a daily, a daily fight. I, I'll have to say. I think it's amazing. First of all, I love the passion that you display, right? Because I think um, I fully agree with you. The dreams go a long way. Like, yes. and when we, you know, if I see, like, if I look at the people that I spoke to during this podcast, uh, many of the people I talked to, they dreamt of something when they were little. And even though they ended up doing something different, um, you can see that there is actually a lot of um, the basic elements or the crucial elements of their current careers are part of those dreams that they had when they were young. So dreaming actually 
doesn't necessarily mean that your dreams are going to become reality as concretely and as detailed as you dream them today. But I think the dreams give you the energy to pursue what you want in a good way um, by not letting go of the things you aspire to. And, and I really think it's, a, it's inspirational to hear that, um, that you do so too. And the other thing I love about is obviously, you know, and, and I know a little bit your family and, and <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm already thinking about your little brother who is so sweet, but I think it's a great thing to, to hold oneself accountable as a, as a sister, to teach a brother, to make him understand as to what his role is going to be, right? And what our own role is as sisters, as aunts, as, as females, just in general, that nevertheless, we have made a lot of progress in the area of gender equality. There is still a lot to be spoken about, a lot that be, needs to be understood. And obviously, we need boys and men to step up and help us in that right this is not the yes, of monologue we we cannot talk just between female and, and and hope that things will change we need to talk with everyone um mm -hmm. to to make things change um i'm curious Ale, because you know now we've had the pandemic and we are still in the midst of it and unfortunately some countries are even you know facing serious um, problems and going into lockdowns again after already having experienced that last year yes. and i wanted to know you know how did you and your friends um keep up you know with your social interactions during the pandemic how did you try to find motivation because it must be you know i cannot picture myself at the young age going through this i think it's already tough <laughs> now for me to work and sit on my at my desk and work somehow i have a schedule that keeps me busy but I cannot imagine during my students' time what, how I would have felt if once of a sudden I would have needed to stay home. How was it for you and your friends? What, how did you manage? It was really tough at the beginning because I, when the pandemic started, I had just arrived from a one-month one trip from England. So I needed to see my friends. I really missed them. And no, quarantine. We had to do quarantine. I was like, oh, my God, okay, I don't know what I'm going to do. And, and we started doing Zoom calls and, and, and Google, and we, had, and we started using every day our social media. We were so active in social media that I think we, we agreed that we were going to post everything about our lives so we can feel that we were <laughs> next to each other. And we became that, like these mini influencers in our, in our own private group that we started like telling everything, ev everything, everyone, everything, sorry. And it was amazing because in, I remember from March to I think August, we were so determined to do everything in social media. Like, do you remember the things that, that were like, Post this story of your dog. Post this story <laughs> of your family. Post this story of you dancing at TikTok. It was everything you can do to, to maintain contact. But at the first, it was really tough because I, I have to be honest and with you and, and with everyone that I, I struggle with mental health during the pandemic. It was mm -hmm. really hard for me to be um, a part of my friends, a part of my, of my best friend. It was really hard. But I think during the pandemic, it was also a time for everyone and, and everyone of us 
to find ourselves and to really get to know each other because <laughs> we we were in a difficult time and I think that that was that was left to to us to do. I, I applaud you for your openness, you know, because I think um, our days, it's still so difficult to speak about mental struggle, right? To, to speak about mental health, to speak about not being well. And also because we know that not everyone understands that not being mentally fit is the same as not being physically fit, right? It's not because you break a leg that that's more acceptable than undergoing depression or having panic attacks or anything. So I think that it's very good that you openly talk about it. Um, I try to do so as well um, because I also struggled with, um, you know, uh, staying mentally really well and fit um, during the pandemic, but also at other points of my life where, where I had um, challenges that I had to face. And I think it's, it's really important that we start speaking about it openly and that we also are kind of um, demonstrating empathy, right, towards ourselves, but also towards others that are struggling. And it still feels like it's not so easy to say it out loud and clear. So thanks so much for raising that topic. Um, the other point that I really like to pick up on is the fact that you mentioned, and I'm, and I'm really impressed by, by you looking at it like this, I think, for me, the pandemic was a moment where I couldn't escape looking at myself and, yes. you know, and sitting down and saying, well, girl, now it's time to really, you know, first of all, learn and accept who you are, because yes. we all have parts of ourselves that we are very proud of. But then there is also others where we probably are less proud of and that and those parts are those that, that we try sometimes to push aside because it's easier not to look at them. And when we are in, let's say, when we were in the previous kind of normal life, at least from my end, it was easier to look away because I had a business trip. I, I could meet my friends at any time. I, you know, I was entertained. Whereas when you're at home, stuck at home, um, even though you have a lot of interactions via virtual tools at some point you realize that those parts of yourself that you maybe dislike to some extent they start creeping up and and they start saying hello here i am look at me this is you yes you need to acknowledge and i was wondering you know because i think for me it was totally like you say it's, it was a moment to look into the mirror and take some time to get to know myself even better and especially to accept who I am and what I want in life and how I want to go about it, right? So um, I was wondering, so you seem to be already very advanced in, in this kind of, you know, thinking, but when you talk to your friends, do your friends think you're a bit crazy or do they like, oh no, it's same for me, how is it? <laughs> No, I think we all had the same experience. For Amazing. for others, it was it was more it was more challenging, let's say. But I always talk to my friends about everything in mental health. Like I I always want to keep an open conversation with them about these topics. And 
I don't know, we all the pandemic, we have been talking about how much it changes. I think mm -hmm. the pandemic was my my mental health awakening, let's say, because mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I, I, I started going to therapy. I started taking action in things I wouldn't if it wasn't for the pandemic, you know? And it was really hard for me to take the step of going to to take to to therapy and to and and to acknowledge all the things that were happening to me because before I was like no I don't have time for this and I have to do <laughs> other things other things are more important I don't I don't have to look at myself right now I don't have to face the issues whatever but then when the pandemic came I was like no this is the moment I am free I can do this so I'm gonna do it I I was so scared I remember but it was one of the best decisions in my life because it changed me completely I can say from the beginning to the of the pandemic till now I am a totally different person I'm totally different and all my friends the same we we all have changed so much do you think that um you know and I think I think it's impressive that this is not only something that's occurring to you, but that you are in an environment where your friends are also um, openly discussing these topics, which I think is amazing because um, I, you know, I've been using therapy as, as a tool in my toolbox for many, many years, actually for decades mm -hmm. now, because I think it's really important, even though, as you know, in Latin America, going to therapy in some countries is still look like, oh, you're a loony when you go to therapy. Yes. But, um, oh my God, but yes. for me, it was like the first session I had, since the first session I had, I somehow felt like therapy was really a good way to ground myself, to, mm -hmm. to kind of, you know, face things and to help myself um, overcome um, challenges or fears or obstacles that uh, to some extent also created by myself, right? So um, I, I am a big fan of it. I was wondering, you mentioned, you know, this big change. And if I understood correctly, you also think that without the pandemic, did this would probably not have happened as quickly. Is that assumption correct? Yes, totally. Totally. The pandemic, I can say, changed me for good, I think. I started knowing myself a lot better than I did. Uh, okay, let's begin. But and, uh, I was 19 when the pandemic started, mm -hmm. and now I'm 21. Of course, throughout the years, I had the opportunity to grow. But I think the change was very significant. I yeah. wouldn't have changed uh, this much if it wasn't for the pandemic. And I think it's a kind of accelerator, right? It's, it's, it's yes. probably some things would have happened, but it accelerated things. And, and to me, what is interesting, I'm not sure if you have seen this, but to me, I feel like there is an acceleration for personal growth at the same time as things are changing outside. It's like, you know, some stuff that's happening in technology, but that creates real an impact on day-to-day -day life due to technology is changing very rapidly and has been accelerated due to the pandemic. Yes, totally. I think during the pandemic, I think that was really big was and staying active all the time, 
and I think mm-hmm. people started to to feel bad if they were not active and <laughs> yes. <laughs> I remember a competition almost on social yes, media. It was, how much it was a competition. <laughs> totally. So I think that being in constant change, it was also it was also a pressure for, for all the people. But it was good to take a break. It was good to to pause things and to be able to understand a lot better about your person, about your personality, about your reactions, about everything. I think that people have to remind also um, themselves that taking a pause and having a break is totally okay. You don't have to change all the time to to be a better person. You can also be a better person being in a break. You can also be an, an excellent professional, an excellent student if you take a break from studying, from working. I think I had to remind myself of that a lot during the pandemic. And I think um, and I think stopping is what made me grow. I think it's unbelievably deep what you just said, because um, you know, it takes a lot of time to realize that in in the quiet, right? In the in the moment in which you pause, sometimes is when you move forward the most. It's because you sometimes need the time to digest. Like we are very used to accumulate knowledge and information and to not even take the time to really let all of that really sink in. And I think what you are saying, which is something that I've experienced and I hope I won't forget to do after the pandemic is really that taking the time to look into what's happening around us and with ourselves just allows you then to take the bigger leap forward afterwards. It's like, it's kind of, it gives you like the energy push forward, but you need to do it sometimes because otherwise you're just kind of peddling in the void, right? It's like a little hamster in the, in the wheel, instead of touching ground, you're just doing without actually knowing anymore where you're headed. Mm-hmm. It's totally so Ali, I think um, we are running a little bit of, out of time and I still have a, a <laughs> ton of questions actually for you, yes. but um, conscious of time and of our listeners that normally devote half an hour to this podcast, I was wondering mm-hmm. if there is anything you would like to kind of recommend for the new year, for 2022, when you think about the upcoming year, what is it that you are kind of, um, you know, recommending to yourself or that you're suggesting to your friends that you would like to share with us? Um, I think 2022 is going to be a year that is going to be a little, that is going to feel a little bit chaotic because after the, the pandemic, the pandemic hadn't, hasn't stopped, but I think it, it has come to men's that that is a li- it's starting to to end so i think it's going to feel like a, a little bit chaotic but i think people need to know that um it's okay to take it slow it's okay mm-hmm. to be comfortable it's okay to to not be in 100% of energy after a pandemic because i think it tired us a lot Mm -hmm. so I want to feel I want to tell people that they can 
they can feel tired. That that is common. They don't have to feel bad about that. Excellent. I think it's great advice, and um, I will definitely take your advice and try to slow down things for 2022. <laughs> and I agree with you. I think, even though we don't realize, I think we are tired, and some of us maybe even exhausted. And it's good to acknowledge that. And it's maybe good to take some time off now during you know the transition from 21 to 22. Yes. to resource and, and, and then to also acknowledge that it's just okay to not be a bundle of energy on January 1st and that yes, it's okay to be at 80% and, tar- and, you know, and then also to, to plan accordingly, to plan maybe not as, you know, aspirational in an aspirational way as we normally would, but we are coming out of a pandemic and I think we need to acknowledge that. Yes, of course. I think Excellent. we have... Oh, okay. Go ahead. No, go ahead, Ali. Go ahead. Oh, I was just saying that um, just shortly that we we have to be open to people and tell them I'm having the same issue that you're having. Mm -hmm. So we can be a big community of of support and kindness in in these times. That was all. No, I think that resonates with me too. I think one of the things that I felt very strongly during the pandemic is that I learned to ask for help only very late in my life. So I didn't know that it was okay to ask for help. I always thought that I had to do things on my own, that I had to, you know, find solutions on my own, that I had to face challenges on my own. And I only learned like during the last decade that it's actually okay to ask for help. And I think um, that what you just recommended or suggested is share with others and then acknowledging that we are all going through similar feelings or similar situations makes a big difference, right? It, it strengthens us and it creates a sense of community that even though we might not be seeing each other face to face all the time, it still gives us this network of support and comfort of kindness that yes. I think we've come to realize is so important, right? Mm-hmm. Totally. Well, it has been really my true pleasure, Ale, um, to have you on this Leadership Podcast. Um, at your very young age, you are an inspiration. I, I follow you. I am one of your followers. <laughs> so <laughs> Thank I, you. I continue following you and, and looking out for, for your activities. Thank you so, so much for, for being here. Um, my best wishes for you and your family for 2022. First and foremost, health, health and health. Thank you so much for having me. It was a pleasure. Okay. Thank you, everyone. Um, Stay tuned and see you in 2022. Bye, everyone. Bye. I hope you liked this episode of Leaderching in English. Don't forget to give us a thumbs up on your respective platform and subscribe to our podcast. See you soon.